back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. So now we found Senator Kevin Kramer from the great state of North Dakota. Welcome back, Senator Kramer. Well, it's good. To, it's good to be back. It's also good to be back in North Dakota, even though the temperatures are uh, well below zero. That would be below zero degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and uh, that's to say the, the air is fresh. Global freezing. Where's John Kerry now that we need him? Global freezing. Invite Kerry, invite Kerry to North Dakota so he can understand why global warming emergencies are a hoax. Oh, boy, would that be good. But uh, John Kerry only goes to convenient locations with convenient messages. Oh, all right. Senator, I wanted to uh, – we're not going to have as much time as I'd hoped. But look at uh, – the U.S. and Britain hit the Houthis. I don't know what good it did or what good it didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just reading, uh, looking at the Fox News website, Turkey just hit Syria and um, Iraq. Now, they're going after the Kurds. That's an ancient rivalry. Yeah. But uh, there are oil fields that were hit. And the Red Sea, mm-hmm. you know, to some extent could be about oil. But oil prices haven't really moved. They spiked a little yesterday, and then they came back down. How do you read this whole story? I mean, oil just doesn't seem to want to move. No, I mean, oil's at a pretty good price right now, but and, and if it would stabilize there, and then, you know, we'd have probably plenty of production and plenty of demand. But I think for now, there's there's the demand is, is down and it's uncertain and the supply is up pretty high. So, you know, short of a, a more major event in the Red Sea and, and uh, or, you know, it's somewhere in the Middle East, um, or perhaps some sort of a major storm, even in the Gulf Coast. It, it seems to me that that oil's sort of stable for now, and that that the investors are, are laying back to see you know what the near term and mid term future holds. I, I expect that demand is going to go up, Larry, and and that there'll be a uh, an increase in price. But if there's a major event in in the Middle East, a major Red Sea event, and by the way, that raises the issue of why we have a strategic petroleum reserve, not so that um, Joe Biden can try to manipulate price for his political gain. But anyway, another topic. Um, but short of, you know, I think that if there's a major event like that, you could see it, you know, you could see 90 to to $100 oil again. But um, none of us are hoping for that, quite honestly. Did this Houthi attack come to anything to mean anything? I was talking to Robert O'Brien, you know, former mm-hmm. national security. Sure. I mean, he said we hit a bunch of mud huts, but unless we go after Iran, we haven't done anything. So that's I think that's the fundamental problem, Larry. You, you, for one thing, we don't even we, you know we don't even respond until there have been about ten or more attacks on one of our um, you know installations, and even then we try to respond in a way that's more timid than the original attack. So until we go after the, the head of the snake, the snake's just going to continue to do what the snake does. And so I'm not advocating, you know, an assault on Tehran tomorrow or anything like that, but clearly what we're doing is not a deterrence at all. I mean, there's a, a wonderful North Dakota lane in Walter Reed hospital right now. It's uh, you know, an ICU because of uh, you know, because of what's going on in the middle East. Um, and, uh, we're, uh, you know, we're saddened, saddened by that. And, uh, and yet the response hasn't done anything compared by compared to what, uh, what they're trying to do to us. So, 
I don't think it's been adequate, Larry. I think most most of us think it hasn't been adequate, and certainly Robert O'Brien would know more than most of us combined would know about it. Remember, I mean, you were in the White House when, with Donald Trump. We didn't have these types of problems with Iran. They knew, you know, who was in charge. They had a respect and a fear for the commander in chief. And right now, we have a commander in chief that doesn't even know where his, his uh, secretary of defense is half the time. So I, I, I just. It's dysfunction and it's unserious, and and we need to get a lot more serious. The Lloyd Austin story. I mean, everybody wishes him well in terms of his medical problems. Of course, of course, we do. But other than that, it's a very bad story, and you know, begs the question: Who's making these decisions? I mean, is the Defense Department making these decisions? Hard to know. You you got junior staffers at the National Security Council making these decisions. Does Joe Biden know about these decisions? I mean, there are wars out there in Ukraine and the Middle East, and there's, you know, side wars with the Ukraine and Houthis and Hezbollah. They're not such side wars, but right. they're not the main war between Israel and Hamas. But the point is, what does Biden know? And who's running this thing? Well, for sure, a couple of things come to mind. First of all, there's a wonderful interview with Leon Panetta, of course, former uh, Secretary of Defense and former, uh, um, you know, White House Chief of Staff uh, for Barack Obama, and he he lays it out pretty well. And one of the points he makes, and obviously he doesn't trash the Democrats, but one of the points he makes is that that there's a too much of a concentration of power inside of the White House, and I I think that's exactly right. When you don't even miss your Secretary of State for or your Secretary of Defense for a week at mm. the hearing. At the briefings, you know, that says something. But when your secretary of defense doesn't feel it's important to let the commander in chief know that he's in the hospital or incapacitated, that says something about the commander in chief or, or, or at least the regard they have for that person. So it's hard to say which end of this value chain is the most messed up. But the reality is that, to your point, the world is, is as dangerous today as it's ever been in my lifetime. And we need we need a commander in chief and the secretary of defense and a whole bunch of other people, joint chiefs of staff and, and right on down the line to, to, to be on top of their game. And right now it appears they're barely in the game. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. Last minute, Senator Kramer, in Taiwan, the uh, nationalist won, Vice Ooh. President Lai Ching. Uh, he's not the guy Beijing wanted, which means he's the guy we wanted. How do you read that That's one right. quickly? Well, I re- first of all, very good for Taiwan, very good for the United States, and I think very good for the world. And as important as who won that election is the fact that they have a free and open election. Mm. And that's important for freedom-loving Americans to understand as we look at the geopolitical challenges in front of us. And once again, whether it's military or statecraft or trade, um, energy, uh, th- this was a good victory in, in, uh, in lots of ways. That's a great point. No, no, the democracy point is a terrific point. Senator Kevin Kramer, we appreciate it very, very much. Be well. Folks, we'll take a quick break. And then on the side of the break, you know what? We still have inflation. We're going to talk to John Carney of uh, Breitbart Economics. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back.